Hello and welcome to the Victim Podcast. My name is Lamin Fadera, your host for this episode. Coming up in today's program, the Gambia Center of Victims of Human Rights Violations National Coordinator Adam Jalo had a conversation with the Victim Podcast Isaac Jame on a wide range of issues regarding the plight of the victims in the Gambia. Well, following the 22 year of Yajame Tainari rule, which ended in 2017, the Victim Center was set up. What important role does the Victim Center play in advocacy during the transitional justice period in the Gambia? The activities mainly is on advocacy, and that's the platform to ensure that the victims' voices are amplified to seek for redress and also for, for reparation and reconciliation. So, it's centered around this three-year process, and it has gone beyond since 2017 to date. And we have met uh, victims of all different categories. We've also met with the community to talk to them about the three-year process, talk to them about what is reparation, what is reconciliation, what is justice, why do victims need redress, why do victims need to be, you know, to be registered. You know. Well, with these and a lot more issues you will hear in this special interview, our colleague Isaru Jame had with Adama Jalo, the National Coordinator of the Gambia Center of Human Rights Violations called the Victim Center. This is the Victim Podcast. Welcome back. In case you are listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome on board. The objective of the Victim Podcast is to raise awareness about transitional justice beyond the work of the TRRC and highlight the importance of implementing the recommendations of the TRRC report. This podcast will create a platform for victims, civil society organizations and NGOs to ensure co-raise awareness of the non-recurrence of human rights violations and the Never Again campaign is achieved in the form of a podcast. You can follow the Victim Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or better still, on Instagram. Welcome back. Well, since the establishment of the Gambia Center of Victims of Human Rights Violations in 2017, so many victims of the former President Yaya Jame 22 years tyranny came to the Victim Center to register with this center. What are the roles of the Victim Center? How important is the Victim Center? What impact are they having during this transitional justice period in the Gambia? With this and a lot more, in our conversation, our Victim Podcast, Aizatu Jame, had a chit-chat with the National Coordinator of the Gambia Center of Human Rights Violations, Adama Jalo. Let's take a listen. Today, um, I have a very important guest, and uh, this institution had been here for, for the longest time, and they've played a crucial role in ensuring um, justice for victims and putting the center stage starting point of advocacy around justice for victims. Um, he would introduce himself and tell you who he is, and yeah, and basically he's going to tell you everything about the organization and what they've been doing um, from start today. Welcome on the show. Thank you very much, Aisha. I'm glad to have you in the office to talk about the Victim Center because it, it's something that I would always want to talk about because like you put it, Victim Center has been here for a while. Um, it was established in 2017 <clears throat> by the victims themselves. I mean, one person cannot fight for himself. I think that was the rationale why victims came together unanimously to form the Victim Center called the Gambia Center for Victims of Human Rights Violation. 
a non-profit organization, a non-political organization. It was registered at the AG, and as, um, since 2017, it has been operating. It has a, it has a board of directors. It, has, it also has a secretariat, and the secretariat is headed by me as the national coordinator, Amistad Majaro. And then you have different um, um, units, and the units are um, the um, program and documentation, legal department, psychosocial, finance. Yes, these are, these are the main um, units that are within the victim center, and each of them overlap, they work together as a team. So, like, like I said, it was established since 2017, and it has been very proactive in ensuring justice for victims, and it has worked with partners, um, the victim-led organization, other CSOs, NGOs, and also with the Human Rights Commission. It has also worked with the national, uh, with the TRRC that was established by government. Thank you very much. Um, as you rightly hear from the National Coordinator of the Victim Center, Mr. Adam Ajalo, that the Victim Center was set up in 2017 and they've done a lot of work in terms of advocacy around justice. But uh, Mr. Ajalo, can you briefly also tell us a little bit about some of the activities that the Victim Center had implemented from the start of the organization until where we are today? Thank you very much. The activities mainly is on advocacy, and that's the platform to ensure that the victims' voices are amplified to seek for redress and also for, for reparation and reconciliation. So it's centered around this three-year process, and it has gone beyond since 2017 to date. We have been working with different partners. Uh, some of the partners are sites, international sites of concerns, Amnesty International, ITCJ, you know, you, you name them. So those are institutions that have supported our activities and also our operational cost in the institution. We have been having outreach programs, and the outreach programs cuts across the country, the length and breadth of the Gambia, and we have met uh, victims of all different categories. We've also met with the community to talk to them about the TGA process, talk to them about what is reparation, what is reconciliation, what is justice, why do victims need redress, why do victims need to be, you know, to be registered, you know. So apart from the, the, the outreach, we have engaged in many radio stations just to make sure that the people that are not rich are rich, that is the people that are far because you know the media is very powerful in terms of information sharing. Mm -hmm. So we did that a lot. I mean, it's also a core activity in the, in, in the institution. Mm -hmm. um, the staffs have engaged different, different. I said you have also engaged a um, lot of media houses and you have amplified victims, especially when it comes to reparation and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. So that has been the core activity that the victim center has been doing. We've also been supporting victims, and we've also informed victims the things that we support them, for instance, school support. You and I know that the, the victims, some of them can't afford uh, paying school fees for their children uh, because um, it's either they are sick or they've been malhandled during the Yaya Jame era, or they've been displaced or sacked from their job. So most of them depend on people to support them. So the BEC has been very, very, very supportive um, in terms of ensuring people, you know, go to the schools and attend their schools, for instance, primary school. We've also gone beyond that. We are, we are paying some 
students that are in the in the in the university, and you know, further education, MDI, and other things like that. Apart from the school support, we've also been giving psychosocial support. You know, um, when you talk about the Jamera and you and I have heard about the TRRC, we've heard horrendous stories from victims that have been tortured, raped, you know. So obviously, the, most of them are traumatized. So the Big C has played a pivotal role in terms of especially the psychosocial unit. And they have been, you know, counseling, referring some of them for higher medical attention. And we have seen over the years that many of those victims that are traumatized have also given confidence. And have now their minds have now come back. So you can see the impact that the psychosocial um, unit has done. You know, medically, we've also supported victims that have had um, trauma, not just trauma, there are people that have, uh, have uh, problems with regards to systemic issues, hypertension, eye problem, dental problem. So most of them were, you know, treated by the, the clinic that we have signed an MOU with them. So we have really, really um, impacted the lives of victims in all these areas that I've just spoken. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Adam Ajalo. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Victim Podcast. And with me in the studio is Mr. Adam Ajalo, the National Coordinator of the Gambia Center for Victims of Human Rights Violations. And he's talking about uh, the work of the VC and the activities that the VC had been doing and the impact of the Victim Center in the lives and livelihoods of the victims. Um, so, Mr. Ajalo, um, you've, you've touched on very important points in terms of, you know, this is something that a lot of people from the outside might not know about the work of the Victim Center, though there's a lot of advocacy done around what the Victim Center is doing, but also to amplify it more. And I think it's important that for these conversations to be happening, Mm -hmm. just to ensure that a lot of people get to know what the Victim Center is doing. And one of the key things that you've talked about is impact. The VC had impacted a lot of victims and their families. And also not just even given these immediate needs. Mm -hmm. But you talked about a very important point, which is advocated justice, ensuring victims know about reconciliation, reparations. And I think those those are very impactful activities that the victims have been doing. Mm Also, the medical support. A lot of victims have have terminal illnesses, and the Victim Center was an organization that really came in to ensure that these victims' needs are met. Um, Though we have limited resources, but little resources that we had, we were able to do these things. So what would you um, tell the listeners that are listening to you in terms of um, getting more support? Because the work of the Victim Center, it's... It should be everybody's business. Yes, yeah. it's a continuous thing, and it should be everybody's business. What would you tell people that are listening, um, in t- donors, partners, mm-hmm. and even philanthropists that that would be interested in the work of the victims and just to come in and support? Thank you very much, Aisha. You've raised a very, very important issue. I mean, in terms of sustainability, and you and I know that most of these victims <coughs> come from the society you and I belong to. Mm-hmm. Some of them are our relatives, close relatives, friends, and we have seen what the victim center has done for them. Somebody that has lost a parent, somebody who has been traumatized because of the, the way and manner in which he or she was treated. And we have impacted the life of that person in terms of you know, ensuring that her senses come back normal, mm-hmm. and also ensuring that a school-going child 
is supported to complete his or her education so that he or she comes back to the society and help the society and help the family he or she comes from. Mm -hmm. Medically, people that have, you've mentioned terminal cases, some really there are, uh, there are cases that some victims that are in, in a terminal stage mm -hmm. and we have supported them. So obviously what I want to say is we have seen over the years the donor fatigue. Mm -hmm. We've seen donors are now, you know, diverting um, their issues or their focus in another way. So what I want to say here is to ensure, to say that all philanthropists, businessmen, you can be government for that matter as well, to not see us as, as like I said at the beginning, we are a non-political institution and you don't belong to any political party. And we are an institution that ensures that people get their justice. Because it's not just the Yaya Jambi case that we're talking about. Even tomorrow or even today, if we have seen injustice, we will come out to, to say the truth. Mm -hmm. Whoever has done it if, it, if it is government or if it is an individual, we will address the issue. So let people come forward to support us, cast or kind, whatever they have to help the institution move forward in terms of supporting the, 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 the people that needs the, the support. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I think that's clear. If you're listening to the Victim Podcast, Mr. Jalo, the National Coordinator of the Gambia Center for Victims of Human Rights Violation, is calling out to um, philanthropists, donors, government, um, especially government, to come in to support the Victim Center just to make sure there's sustainability. You've seen the great work that the Victim Center is doing in terms of supporting victims, not just giving them the medical support, but also ensuring that they understand the transitional justice mechanism and the most important part of our work is to ensure there's a never again. We had 22 years rule dictatorship and the institution is working towards ensuring that there's a never again. These things would not repeat itself again. So it's important that if you're listening and then you want to support the Victim Center, you could obviously come to the office or you can always reach out to us, to the Victim Center, to ensure that you support the institution, you support the victims. Um, so Mr. Jalo, coming back to you again, what will be your final word? just to tell our listeners and to those that are listening to the Victim Podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, on a final note, what I would want to say here is for the victim themselves, let us be patient. We will surely be there. We know we've come a long way, 2017 to date, it's a long way. And let them also understand that it's a young organization. It has been doing, it has been, you know, overstretched to, 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 to some extent in terms of supporting people because of limited funding that we have. Mm -hmm. So all I want to say is for people to be patient and, you know, be perseverant and in terms of the redress that they are going to have because we are working closely with government. Yes, um, it's slow, but government is also supporting, especially through the MOJ, Minister of Justice. They're doing a very good work. I think we need to commend them. Um, we have seen some of the things that have already taken place. So sooner or later, we'll address the issue of reparation. So let, let the victim be patient for now. I also want to thank the, the, the Secretariat, the support that I'm getting from the staff. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the staff that I have in this institution. They are in terms of capacity, they have the capacity, they have the know-how, and they've been doing very well. I say you are one of them and you are one of the founders, so we want to take this opportunity to thank you very much and also thank each and everyone and also the new board that has come in. We have got a new board. We hope things will change as we go on along the ladder. Thank you so much. Thank
Thank you very much. So that was Mr. Jalo, the National Coordinator of the Gambia Center for Victims of Human Rights Violation, who had dwelled in a lot of uh, conversations around um, generally what the Victim Center is about, what their role is, the activities that they've implemented, and the support that they've been given to victims from the inception of the Victim Center today. If you're listening, this is the Victim Podcast. You could always follow our show on Facebook, Twitter, better still on our website and as well. We also have an Instagram page. Um, this is a series that would be um, on the Victim Center. We'll have um, other four episodes that would be uploaded with different speakers who will speak on the Victim Center and the role of the Victim Center as well and the impact that it has on the lives of victims. Thank you very much. Until you we come your way another day, another time. That was the Victim Podcast, Aisadu Jame with the National Coordinator of the Gambia Center of Human Rights Violations in the Gambia, ending this discussion for the episode. Well, you can follow the Victims Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. You can also visit our website and download this podcast and other podcasts you might have missed. Well, have a nice day. Stay in peace until another time. Bye.